I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. We're back, but the real joke is we never left. (laughs) (laughs) Depressing. Uh, Yeah, so this week we're coming back not with Tales from the Hallway, which has not progressed in any way whatsoever, but (laughs) with something completely different. Oh yeah, Hallway is on a hiatus. Hallway hiatus, so to speak. Except it's also still there. Yeah, that could be a good uh, episode title, think about it. Hallway hiatus? Yeah. Okay. Hashtag dinosaur corner. For this episode? Yeah. Okay. Since, like, it's still in the arc, you know? Uh-huh. This is, like, the side plot of sorts. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about all the weird, cool, delicious things we've been drinking. Yeah. I feel like um, sometimes in this quarantine life, the most exciting thing that happens to me all day is that I, like, have a beverage. It's pretty exciting, really. So... These are the beverages that we've been enjoying recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked a little bit about some caffeinated goodies. Jordan's been making Jun. I converted her over. And then we talked about that and kombucha. But we also obviously drink a lot of coffee. So much. Yeah. And now just like insane amounts. Yeah, we actually recently tracked it to see if we wanted to jump on a subscription service uh, for this coffee company. That we like we we talked about them briefly in another episode, right? No. I don't think so. I think that was the episode that ended up in the trash can. Mm. So we got to rewind. Point being, we tracked it because this company we're about to talk about has a <laughs> subscription service, and turns out we drink a fuck ton of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I. It's interesting though because it's not like we drink like four coffees a day. No, it's just that I guess we used to drink more coffees out in the world. Yeah, I think that's probably true. But now we don't do that. So, yeah, we drink a bag of coffee like every week and a half. Yeah, I guess too it would be paced differently. Like not even necessarily out in the world, but like most uh, schools I go to when I work, or even like nonprofits that I work in, if there's like a center, I'll have at least a staff room or a break room with a coffee, like usually a little Keurig or like a bunch of tea packs. So like it's just the pacing of the day. But now we're just drinking from home and on the weekends yeah we might get coffee but it's like with everything at home there's nothing to do but drink coffee yeah make and drink our own coffee and then make and drink more of our own coffee point being we've been on an odyssey i think for a while really maybe years yeah maybe that's a little too much to say i don't know to find a really good (laughs) coffee (laughs) because when we were young in our youth um doesn't look a thing like Killers? Anyone? When we were young? No, the only killer song anyone knows is that one song. Called... Out of my cage, oh, that's Miss Brightside, yeah. That's a killer no, people song. Know, right? Yeah, people know when we were young. I bet if we put it up as a poll, do you know the killer song when we were young? I will. Alright, I bet I'll a majority of poll. people will say yes. Point is, we've been looking for a really good coffee um, since we were Bushwick babies. Well, so we have made coffee at home forever. Yeah. This has been, like, 
a, a trajectory. But now that we can afford slightly nicer things, we're not just buying the cheapest coffee that they have at the uh, grocery store anymore. Yeah. But we didn't know what we wanted to yeah. buy. So we've been buying a variety of different coffees all around the city that obviously stopped because we're not going all around the city anymore. Correct. So we were looking for an online option and trying a bunch of things, yeah. really. You know what? Maybe we have talked about this a little bit in our Buy Black episode. Yeah, I feel like maybe or we have. this journey, but I don't know if we had found this brand yet. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe, but I mean... People can use their 30-second button. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, and also we have, like, pretty high standards, I would say, and not... We're pretty snobby about a coffee. But our taste is not what normal snobby people feel about coffee. I feel like there are some pretty iconic snobby coffees that we do not love. Yeah, that's really true. I feel like my coffee taste is, like, secretly deep down just like overbrewed Folgers so like someone trying to make Folgers as dark as possible because that that like warms my soul in a way so I'm searching in in some ways for a refined version of that because yeah I want deli coffee that tastes like jet fuel yeah well I think that is maybe the same thing I don't know that I've ever had Folgers Maybe really what we should have done is just bought Folgers and saved ourselves all of the suffering. Yeah, well, Folgers actually isn't very good, but it's like, uh, it feels like it's, it was easy to load up. I'm doing things with my hands to like really overload, uh, like the top load coffee oh, brewers. Yes. Like you so you could get a cheap brand of coffee like Folgers, um, and just like, overload the top and get it to brew really dark and get like mm. pretty powerful cheap coffee um which i think is pretty similar to probably what a lot of delis do i imagine and what makes them that so makes good sense. though i imagine probably the deli we really like might use different brands i don't know we'll have to do some research um i think if we asked them what brand of coffee they brewed they would look at us like we had three heads yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Point being, so we've tried a number of things and none of them were bad, but they just like weren't what we wanted. So to say like, I don't know, this wreck is I think pretty niche. Yeah. Well, but I don't know that it's niche. But we found it. We found the coffee. Yeah. Um, it's called Indiro and it is outside of Chicago. I really, the more we talk about it, the more I feel like we have explained this. But for those of you who... <laughs> <laughs> if you have heard this content before, skip to like <laughs> eight or nine minutes yeah. and it should it should be over. Yeah, anyway, they're outside of Illinois. Um, no, they're in Illinois outside of Chicago. In, in, they have not fallen out uh, of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah. And also connected directly, it seems, to uh, Ethiopia, right? I think. Thought it was Uganda. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. (laughs) We're doing some research. Um, Yeah, I think one of the reasons that you wanted to buy stuff from them is that they had a, um, a French press option for their grind we didn't want whole beans because we didn't want to grind our own beans but there are like different finenesses 
of beans that yeah. you can have, and we didn't want to put something too fine in the French press because we've done that before and it was sad. Bad time. Um, it is Uganda. My bad. It is Uganda. Um, so they have a direct connection to the people who roast or who harvest their beans, right? And then they roast them here. That seems to be the case. I we don't know anything yeah. about how coffee is made. Side note, we're yeah. not that bougie. We just want to drink it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in, in terms of like our desire to know who makes our things, it seems like this company is pretty directly in contact with their growers and suppliers. Yeah. I think is what you were trying to say. I don't really know what you were trying to say. I'm filling it in. Yeah, well, what I'm trying to when you go to when you look them up, it, you, the two options are outside of Chicago or Uganda. Nice. <laughs> Those are like the two things that pop up, um, and then it turns out that they are indeed interconnected. Um, so like, boom, it has like you need to go to like the USA menu, and then. When you go to their shop, everything just comes out of Chicago. Um, and so the ground, yeah, so the coffee comes, oh boy, they're selling custom masks now. That's wild. Um, the coffee, you can get it whole or you can get it ground and their ground option just seems ground for French press okay. or like generally ground enough for our French press. And when we first bought it, it was kind of like taking a shot, but I figured if we needed to be ground more, we could just do it in our blender because we've done things like that before and it's been fine. Um... So yeah, we just took a chance on it, and then it turned out to be just really good, and we've been drinking it pretty much exclusively, <laughs> besides when we go uh, get pick up from cafes and delis around for like four, three or four months now. It's kind of nice also because they only sell one type of coffee, and I really don't know the differences between the different types of coffee. So when I go to a coffee shop, I always just pick their darkest roast, and in this case, they were just like... There is coffee flavored coffee. <laughs> I was like, great, good. Would you like coffee? <laughs> and have we subscribed to them now? Is that done? No, so we're going to wait till the 1st of October. Okay. So we can get on a monthly schedule. But we are going to have a coffee subscription. This is our one true coffee love. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it. Nice. For the foreseeable future. Yeah. Cool. So when we're not drinking coffee, usually around lunchtime, we are drinking seltzers like every other goddamn millennial right now <laughs> it is weird to like know that you're caught up in a fad but to be caught <laughs> up in it anyway to be like self-aware enough to be like wow i am really just fucking pounding seltzers but like you are really just pounding seltzers <laughs> okay but here's the thing i was gonna say in our defense there is no defending it this no. is just what it is yeah however i was not a seltzer person and indeed would walk past several tables full of seltzers <laughs> if they were offered to me for free imagining like uh the pan's labyrinth table spread of uh, seltzers i was imagining like a convention hall oh. and they're just like tables Same piled thing. with lacroix or lacroix i don't know what you say lacroix okay i, I don't know maybe Probably. um i don't like that shit oh, i don't want to drink it however um i don't drink have I talked about that on the podcast before? I think. Okay. That bit. Jordan doesn't drink. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I was looking for things to drink while other people are drinking. Mm -hmm. And I understand that like seltzer is one of those things that people drink when other people are drinking. Yeah. And what I liked about this, I've tried a handful of them, I would say. And what was most successful about Ourobora 
seltzers was that they're very herbal mm-hmm. and like herbal forward. It's not like a fruit flavored seltzer with some herbalness. It's like mostly herbal, which is a flavor I like in my alcoholic beverages as well. And I, I don't necessarily drink them as alcohol replacements because I do drink them in the middle of the day now. Yeah. But it's just become a thing that like is very pleasant to drink. Yeah, they're kind of, I mean, they're really yummy. I think they're certainly not for everyone. The herbalness, sometimes they remind me of like a, like an iced tea with without sugar. Might be like a way to explain it, like a really mm. herbally, like a hint of fruit. Um, but I mean, they're better than that. They're like, they're not like syrupy, like tea can get. No, they're um, very fresh tasting. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have been, I'm pretty neutral about seltzers. I drink them sometimes. Um, I really don't like carbonation, so the flavor has to be really good for me to like want to put that much carbonated liquid in my body. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I would just do like a, a citrus seltzer, like one of the lime ones, something like that. If I'm at like a conference or somewhere where I'm not trying to drink, um, we're not trying to drink like too much. Like sometimes they're nice to have like towards the end of a night. Um, strategy there folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, point being these are really good they're not like, yeah i don't know seltzers like i was saying is like i was trying to say are never things that i would particularly seek out but these are just like very fresh and like tasty i don't know they're great the problem is that we also drink an ungodly amount of these yeah so many and we have been ordering them directly from Ouroboros. I'll put the link in the show notes. And they were shipping to us, but <laughs> this last time we ordered, they've started offering same-day delivery in New York City and a couple dangerous. other cities. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty dangerous. But apparently we were one of the first... I was one of the first people to use their delivery service because I got an email from the CEO asking me to review it and then calling me their best customer. And now I'm having a bit of a crisis of identity because it's too much. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, <laughs> like it really made me look inward at the amount of seltzer I'm consuming <laughs> and whether it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're very, we're like knee deep in this thing. Um, it's funny, like we split most of our expenses. We've talked about that on previous podcasts, but just for this, for whatever reason, it's just always been Jordan ordering it. So for how much seltzer we drink, it's all been through Jordan's account. So <laughs> <laughs> it looks particularly impressive. Yeah, it's it's too much. And I also kind of wonder if we would be drinking this much seltzer if we were going places. No, I think if we like had shit, like I wouldn't take it with me to like a to on site somewhere. Like right. <laughs> just get shaken up and it would just be foolish to. Yeah, no, I think if. If things were in any sense of normal, then no. But for the foreseeable future, we will continue drinking at seltzers, I suppose. Yeah. The more we talk about this, the more I want one right now. (laughs) (laughs) Crack them open. They also have really cool uh, little haikus on the side. That's true. Which are, like, pretty pleasing. It, like, sounds really cheesy, but they're actually very well executed. Um, Two thumbs up. They're, like, directly targeting us. We are their target customer, and they have gotten us. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little eerie, for sure. Maybe the company just, like, doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Ourobora, if you're looking for any new haikus, uh, hit us up. So, we also have been exploring 
in our quest of not drinking because I've just been like I don't know I've just been not drinking because like it's weird to drink alone in your house yeah <laughs> I mean it's not always weird sometimes it's like fine um but yeah there's like no real reason so as Jordan's been trying different non-alcoholic stuff I've been diving in with her so we tried non-alcoholic wine yeah so I've never had a non-alcoholic wine before. Apparently, this is a brand category. Yeah, and I, neither have I was not interested in it. I don't even remember. I think I saw this on Instagram. Um, it's called Sapiens Beverage Company, and I saw them before they launched. It wasn't a Kickstarter, but you know how companies now are just doing pre-orders instead of doing Kickstarters, and like if enough people pre-order, they'll just make a company. <laughs> they will exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was basically that, um, and they. So I don't know how most non-alcoholic wine works, but the way theirs works is they make the wine. I was going to say brew, but that's not correct. They yeah. ferment the wine. Uh, sure. I mean, you could say brew, I guess. It is kind of, it's all the same. They're all synonyms, you know, but probably ferment. They make the wine and then they have a process of like boiling off the alcohol. Hmm. So their claim is that it tastes most like wine because it is wine. Yeah. Yeah. Um... They have multiple offerings, and I would... The one that I have reordered is the Sparkling Rosé. Mm -hmm. And again, I would not drink an alcoholic Sparkling Rosé, because I don't like carbonation. But I think maybe the sparklingness really helps it out in tasting like wine. It tastes a lot like Rosé. Yeah, the Rosé was actually very good. The uh, Red Sapiens was not so good. That was a bummer because I miss red wine, I think, more than any other alcohol, and I really wanted that to work, and it didn't. But maybe they're going to fix it. I don't know. Yeah, um, hopefully. What I'm coming here to recommend to you today is the Sapiens Sparkling Rosé. Yeah, very yummy. Um it was just good. And it wasn't exciting. I don't know. Maybe this isn't exciting to anyone else. But I drank half a bottle of wine and felt awesome. So, it is true. It was like a good enough replacement to just like drink it. And it felt pretty fun to not have a wine hangover. Be like, oh, wow. Huh. So, yeah, I reordered. I got two bottles of it. Um, I think they're a very small company because right now it's on back order. Mm. But tis coming. <laughs> After I got enough orders to launch. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh shit, we got to make more wine now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I will say, too, I think an important element to this non-alcoholic search is that, not to disclose on your behalf, but if you could drink, you would. Yes. So we are very much on the hunt for taste. Right? Yeah. My situation is not that... Um it's more responsible for me to not drink. It's that, like, my body does not like to process alcohol anymore, and I just can't feel like shit all the time. I don't have it in me. Yeah, which I think is in terms of, like, reviewing and talking about these, is, like, good to note, because when, like... I'm not trying to replicate necessarily, like, the experience of having a beverage. I don't really mind being around people who are drinking and just, like, standing there yeah um i'm trying to like replicate the taste of things that i liked consuming yeah that's a apt yeah. way to say it and on that note this is probably like our top wreck <laughs> i think in the world ever on this podcast yeah maybe maybe 
Second only to towels. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Monday gin is just fucking really goddamn good. Yeah, so you have to be a person who likes gin. Personally, yeah. gin is my favorite alcoholic beverage. Yeah, it is. Maybe red wine. Red wine and gin. Mm. Not together. It's up there for me, too. Because I am a person who really likes herbal beverages. So if you're like, wow, that tastes like licking a pine tree, you are correct. <laughs> but that is what I'm going for. Uh, yes, those are the notes you have found. Um. And so, yeah, this is a difficult one, I think. It's like spirits are so flavored by the alcohol. Yeah. And we've tried a number of gin replacements. This is way more of a brand category than I thought it ever would be. There are so many options. There are many options. And many of them, we won't name names, are pretty watery and yeah. pretty not delicious. Because, I mean... It's just really hard. Like, if something tastes like alcohol and then you take the alcohol out of it, you, you've left nothing. Yeah. Um, Definitely a difficult process, but... Uh, and people are uh, have tried, it seems. And there have been some that, like, smell right, because I think that's part of the experience as well. Sure. Um, but don't taste right, and then some that just, like, aren't doing it. But I don't even remember where we found Monday Gin. Was this something you found? Is this something I found? I, I think you found it. I don't think I found any of the non-alcoholic stuff. Mm. I think most of it's been your searching. I found it somewhere, and it was a Kickstarter that has since become a company. Mm. And it is really good. Yeah, it's just like, there's nothing to say. It's just like gin. We um, don't take shots of gin, so it's not like by itself it tastes like gin necessarily. Yeah. But we've been mixing it with either seltzer or tonic, not Ourobora, just regular. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, not Ouroboros yet. And simple syrup. Just wait for that cross promotion. And lime. Um, and it's very, it's like very well replicated gin in that mixed situation. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, I mean, gin isn't really a thing you do by itself. Yeah, shots of, unless like you're really trying to have a night. Um, so I think for mixes and for cocktails, like this hasn't seared us wrong at all. I am really very impressed by it because I went in very skeptical. I think we tried one before Monday. We've tried more since, but we tried one before and it was just like pretty bad. And it was like, all right, well, let's try this next one. Then the next one was Monday and I was pretty blown away. I didn't really expect anything. This is also after the wine experiment with like the really good rosé uh, from Sapiens and then the red was just kind of blah. So I had, the bar was pretty low. And then Monday stood to the test. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. And also, if ever we were to like hang out with people again, I think this is the sort of thing that I would drink while everyone else is drinking. Yeah, it'd be nice for that, for sure. Uh, so I teased this out at the beginning. I didn't realize we hadn't talked about it. We have talked about it initially. because so scattered. <laughs> we talked about um, turning one of your kombucha scobies into a gen scoby. Ah when we were in that process, but we were only like half and half at that point. And I wanted to let the people know that we have now converted a kombucha scoby into a gen scoby. It's true. We now have multiple gen scobies. That's true. They're popping off, which is good because we just had a bit of a mishap. Yeah, one died. So that's uh, ongoing and also a little bit experimental because you really like your kombucha pretty uh, alive. 
I would say. Yeah. You enjoy the fermented aspect of it. That's true. I really liked that gin that we had in Arizona because it was really mild. And I thought that that was quite pleasant. And so in a couple of situations, we found out Jun actually ferments faster than kombucha does. Mm -hmm. So I've been making some pretty potent shit. (laughs) (laughs) And we did a second ferment with, what was it, the grapefruit? Yeah. Where I basically just made like a bottle of Shock Top. Yeah, it was like surprisingly, (laughs) honestly, delicious. I, I mean, I drank it, yeah, just like a fruit beer, like Shock Top or Blue Moon. It was great. I did not like it, though. I felt like I was being assaulted by the gen. Yeah, that's why I was good. So, <laughs> um, I'm a little in flux with experimenting, like, how long to ferment so that I get that mild flavor again. And, like I said, I just killed one, so we gotta start <laughs> again on that. Um, but that's been going really well, and I don't remember if we recommended the brand of tea that we've been using to do that, because we got ourselves some nice loose leaf tea rather than doing just like Lipton tea bags. Mm. It's called Just Add Honey, and I'll link them in the show notes. Um, and it's been good. It's hard to kind of say a little bit. I don't drink a lot of straight tea anymore, so... Yeah. Um, I've like, had their black tea a few times, um, and it's really good. Really, really good, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, we've also, although you keep talking about just that honey, I don't know if you have more to say. Oh, I was just going to say, we had kind of been on the hunt specifically for teas that we could make into kombucha and gin. Um, and so it was a little hard when going through some of the artisanal tea brands to find one that just had black tea or green tea. A lot of yeah. them are mixes, which obviously is really nice if you're going to drink them straight, but not what we needed. And so that's why we went with Just Add Honey, because they had just black and just green, which has been working out nicely. Yeah. I was also going to say we've been cutting those um, with some tea from Misfit Market, too. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what brand they go through um that's pretty successful because it does take a lot of stuff it takes like a lot of honey a lot of tea to make a, a big jug of jun or kombucha that's true but all we do now is sit around and drink beverages so <laughs> it's a good investment yeah no for sure it is yeah i mean that's pretty much uh what we've been up to besides tearing apart our hallway <laughs> just drinking drinks Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.